Father, we want to come before your throne. Your fullness, your glory, it's what we want, Father. We want to step into you. We understand that we have the capacity through our faith, through the revelation, through who you are and what you've opened up through the veil. We get to step into you. We step into the yard. Hey, Vav, hey, we step into all of who you are. It creates a window for us to physically go in beyond the veil, to step in through Yeshua and enter into you. Father, we begin to understand that we have the capacity to have you overshadow us and give us everything. <coughs> that is needed for us to become what you've destined for us to be. So today, that's what we run after, Father. We want everything that is available to us. And we love you for it, Father. We glorify, magnify your incredible, beautiful name. And we ask you to open up our hearts. Let us perceive, receive, and run with everything that's ours in this day, Father. We love you. We praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to probably speak three times faster than what I usually do. You guys okay with that? <laughs> as long as you hold the mic close. Close. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just quickly open my tablet, which is not working. There you go. Okay, so last week, if you guys can remember, we we touched on dividing soul and spirit. As a matter of fact, the whole scripture in Hebrews four twelve is based on you having to understand that you have to divide your soul and your spirit. But your soul and your spirit also contains the understanding behind your, your marrow and your joints and the dividing of it. Now, we're not going to do that today. What I want to do today is I want to do the, the thoughts and intent of your heart because that's all part of your dividing a soul and spirit. Now, we understand according to last week's teaching that if you have divided soul and spirit, what really happens is your instant access into the kingdom of heaven. Before you've divided soul and spirit, you will receive visions, you will have a dream, you will experience something, you could prophesy, you could raise the dead, you could cast out demons, but you cannot go as a spirit being into the kingdom of heaven. Your soul will never allow you to. So in dividing a soul and spirit now, you can go into the kingdom of heaven. But the problem isn't so much that you can go into the kingdom of heaven. The idea behind the revelation you need is your imagination, right? Because I can go now that I'm divided, but I have to see it, perceive it, and have a revelation of it. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. You know, and we talked about the whole idea behind the fact of you having to engage your imagination. Engage the fact that there's no way I have to wait for Yahweh to take me up into the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're going to do that, then you might wait for the rest of your life. You say, well, why wouldn't he come do it? Why wouldn't he do it? Well, let's just understand something. The reason we think like that is because the man of God with a mic, with the power for the hour, for years and years and years spoke about how God in his time of, of, of spending with worship and glory, God would come and God would take him into the spirit realm. And, and so he was the man with the power for the hour. The ones in the pews, sorry, but that doesn't happen for you. you know, it's because you, you're in sin. It's because you don't pray enough. It's because you don't read the Bible enough. It's because you are sick and dying and you just need to come here so I can, I can, can teach you and I can be the one that can do all these things and you can't do it. But maybe one day, if you're good enough, you can do it. <laughs> so we're beginning to understand, well, actually it is based on your desire. And according to the desire you have for Yahweh, you can go in. Are we waiting for the rapture? You know, you know, you need to understand, you get raptured at least 400 times a day. If you don't, then you don't understand what I'm talking about right now. 
And I always say this to my, to my kids, this is not rocket science. You know, this is what we call Christianity 101. You activate your imagination, you create a picture in your mind that's not even really being created. Because that's what you will think, because that's your perception of imagination. But what you're doing is you're opening a gateway for what your soul, what your spirit's doing through engaging your imagination. Because how many of you understand, you cannot create a picture that's not there. <laughs> that's what we think imagination is. I'm making something up. No, it's the enlightenment of your understanding. So you're not making up a story. It is being revealed to you as by faith while you're pursuing a thought pattern that's opened up for you. So I see a white rabbit. It's going down a hole. When it goes into the hole, a whole world opens up to it. This rabbit starts jumping into a, a tree. When he jumps on the tree, the tree changes different colors. Once it changes into a specific color, the rabbit changes into me. And I start going into another dimension where there's no trees. It's just a field and there's a horse coming. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> then I think, well, yeah, I, I literally just made that up. That's fantasy. But when I'm in the spirit, in Christ, that's the train of thought you want to follow. I want you to have that in mind. Because what we're doing today is dividing the thoughts and intent of the heart. Once you've divided the thoughts and intent of the heart, you understand that when you have a thought, when it comes from Yahweh, when you meditate on the things that Yahweh's opened up for you, your train of thought is pure and it's in what He wants you to have. Exciting, isn't it? I've got good news. Listen to the scripture. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I like that. <laughs> now we read that same scripture again, not the same one, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing apart of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart now you have to understand something if the bible tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things that it is desperately wicked then there's something in me that needs to change right now now you have to understand something this is hidden what i act out is visibly seen but what's hidden in my heart you don't know I can shake your hand and have a big smile on my face and say, I love you. And my heart can say, I despise you and I don't even like touching you. But you will never know that because it's the, the intent of my heart. That needs to be divided. Because my heart at the moment, this is what I'm saying, that's why the dividing of soul and spirit is so uh, uh, crucial for you to have revelation of. Because my soul is still connected to my heart, my brain and my heart, my soul and my spirit is connected. Once I divide it, my, my spirit uh, needs to literally pour into my heart that which is intended for me from the very beginning. Because my soul is the way I think. My soul is the things that I perceived and understood. My soul is connected to um, my, my, my brain. My brain only has knowledge of what it's engaged in creation, the things that I could frame, understand and perceive. <coughs> that is what made my heart wicked. 
the things that I've engaged, the things that I've seen, the abuse that I've gone through, the rejection I've received, when I, whether I was bullied in school or whether I was a bully in school. Why do we bully? Why do we um, go through what we go through? The things that we experience, who are we? The drugs that I've taken, the abuse that my body has gone through because of a lack of obedience to what I know is right and what I know is wrong. That transformation takes place once I divide soul and spirit and my, my heart gets purified. So the intention and the thought pattern that now goes through to my heart changes who I am because my heart is directly connected to my spirit. My spirit is perfect and in Christ. As a man then thinks in his heart, so he'll be. Now remind yourself that as a man thinks in his heart and his heart's not pure and his heart's not what it's meant to be, what does he become? Evil. Destructive. That is why the heart needs to be transformed. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. The way the heart thinks will determine how we live and how we are. Yahweh in this process is calling you to understand the change that takes place once you get to engage Him in the full measure that He opens up for you. We cannot be content to allow our nature, the record of our past generations, to program our heart nor uh, nurture the events which have gone on around us uh, and shaped us uh, in our history, nor trauma, things which have happened to us and uh, destroyed us, brought almost a poison to us. We cannot have these things shape us no more. You know, you might say, well, I, I've gone through some stuff, that's what I, why I am the way I am. Well, you have to remind yourself that that's not what shaped you, although that is what brought wickedness into your heart because that's how you would respond to certain things. But now that you are in Christ, that new creation, that dimensional shift that's taken place inside of you propels you to a position where when the word comes in, it divides that and it cuts that out. And then the purification immediately starts as you get transformed from being on this side of the veil to entering and being on the veil and the connection between your heart and your spirit, the pure you that is already perfect, that has all knowledge, all understanding, all perception, all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all that needed, all that is needed for you as a being to become fully of what God has called you to be. Our heart must be programmed by our spirit and by the Word of God. You might understand this better if you are a spirit being. Because if my soul had to program my heart, it would make no difference to who I am today. But if my spirit uh, begins to program my heart, the download of who I am as a spirit being. Now you have to remind yourself, and I said this last week, eventually my soul will be all that it's meant to be. Eventually my body will be all that it's meant to be. But right now, for the fact that I'm standing on, my spirit's all that it needs to be. My spirit has all knowledge. My spirit is omnipresent. My spirit carries the weight of the fullness of who Yahweh is and has the fullness of His, His image in it. I am that spirit being. So when I have related my heart through to my spirit and I'm engaging in that realm, I'm transforming my heart. When I come back into this realm and I begin to think, the thoughts that is activated through my spirit and my heart into my soul and my brain is that pure dimension of holiness, me being set apart. The way I think changes who I am and I begin to elevate into my call. How are you guys doing? For the, mouth for, uh, for the mouth speaks out 
of that which fills the heart. That comes out of Matthew 12. We are called to be speaking spirits, to have authority to all things into being, to, to call all things into being. Uh, so it is uh, really important that our hearts are pure and uh, that what comes out of our hearts is a flow of the life of God. Remind yourself, when I'm in a spirit, I'm engaging what we call Zoe life. Zoe is a Greek word and it means uh, a God type of life. Now you can say God type of life and really not, an uh, really not have an insight regarding it, but when you step in beyond the veil and you get to see His face, begin to understand the radiant glory that's in Him. You look at the angelic beings and how they are literally created from out of Him and what they project. The glory that comes off of them and that's in them. It's not quite the same glory as what we carry. Because how many of you understand? We carry His glory. They, they carry that which comes off of Him. We carry His glory. We don't get the second-hand glory that He carries. That's what the angels and the seven spirits and all other beings in the heavens carry. We are the only ones created in His image. We are from a different, uh, literally from a different DNA. Listen to me. So the birds in the air has a type of body. I don't have the same body as the, the, what they do. The fish in the sea has a type of body. The beast of the field has a type of body. But there's no other being on the planet that has the body that I carry. And I'm not just talking about my flesh. And even though, even my flesh is different. Why? Because even this part, although this was not God's intention to be part of His image, but because of Yeshua and what He's brought into creation, the original plan playing out, this is a being that has never been on the face of the earth and every other being is subject to this. Because I am in His image and His likeness above any other being and Yahweh so desperately longs for me to begin to perceive what I carry but if I can't believe it if I cannot think it then I can't have it and the intent of my heart is what will bind me away from what he's opened up for me because that's what I can't see but I'm worshiping you I'm glorifying you father I had I believed that that man was going to be healed. I believed it. I believed it with all my heart. But it must have not been your will. Now listen, you didn't believe. But I did believe. I fasted and I prayed. No, but it was the intent of your heart. Now I know we say, well, that's not true because I know how much I believe. I knew how much I stood in the gap. No, you didn't. You don't understand what God is saying. Because when all of who I am projects Him, when my heart is pure my motives is pure what i stand before literally echoes his glory into creation that that image that echoes his glory into creation breathes the healing power into everything because it brings alignment and restoration to all things watch over your heart with all diligence you know sometimes i prophesy or speak of people's lives and one of the main things I, I pray over or speak into is to shatter the wall around your heart. Now that almost sounds contradictory to this word because if I shatter the walls around your heart then it's exposed. But let me tell you something, your heart has to be exposed to be protected. Because if you have a wall around it, what you're protecting it from is people and yourself. And God even himself cannot get into it because he won't go against your wall. 
But once the, the heart is open and all can see the glory that it carries because it's connected to the spirit and the fullness of the revelation of who Yahweh is projects as light through that into your body and out into the atmosphere, you begin to see the value of who you truly are. Okay, that's not possible. But it is recorded though. <laughs> no, you can't get it. For a million dollars. <laughs> Watch over your heart with diligence. For, 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 for from it flows the springs of life. Now I always want to go back to this revelation. Your heart equals your spirit. But your heart equals your spirit when your, your thought and intent has been divided. When the pure you comes out. You know, we talked about this in the conference. It's, it's really about holiness. Now what's happened with what we are engaging in teaching, it's almost brought the body of Christ to this place where we say, well, you know, it's all about my spirit, so everything else I do is just going to be okay. You know, I remember, and I've talked about this in my messages on YouTube, which I'm going to leave on there forever. Um, if you understand that over the last couple of years, Yahweh literally has sent seraphim into creation to build a river of fire within creation for the sons to be in, for the sons to be cleansed in, for the sons to be purified in. You'll understand that his heartbeat for the body of Christ is to be holy and set apart. Holiness, purity. We need to begin to understand what that means. Homosexuality, um, <clears throat> sleeping around, sexual immorality, these things are not in God's book for sons. No, not even if we agree to it. Because he said, well, whatever there's agreement, it's okay. I've seen people do this in their marriages when they agree to something. For some reason they think, now it's okay. So we agree we can have an open relationship. So in our agreement, we say, even though we're Christian, spiritual, born again, we can now say, well, you know, we agree to have an open relationship. So you can go fornicate. You can go sleep with other women. You can go sleep with other men. And it's okay. It'll never be okay. Even if me and my wife had to have this conversation and agree that it will be okay. How many of you understand? I cannot do it. She cannot do it in my commitment, in my complete surrender to Yahweh, becoming pure and holy, set apart. I cannot do it. Now, do I understand some of the things in the Bible? No, I don't. Why? Because they had, they had um, temple prostitutes. What on this earth is a temple prostitute? But I don't care. Because as long as I am convicted by my, by Holy Spirit that lives in me, I will be as pure as I possibly can be. And Yahweh is just saying, it's when we begin to understand, when the heart has been divided, when it starts operating through the Spirit, it is pure. When we go into the river of fire, we receive not just purity and transformation, we get to understand the dimensions of revelation that Yahweh is pouring into a company of people. And let me just say in the same breath, and I can do that. <laughs> let me just say in the same breath, sin is not what we were told that it is. Sin is not what you do. You may say, what, so I can just do whatever I want to? No, that's not what I mean. Sin is not what you do, it's who you are. So if I am no longer that, then I cannot sin. That's how we can say things like, to the pure all things are pure. 
because he already sees you in your tomorrow. As a matter of fact, he desires for you to live in your tomorrow. That's why he says, well, no weapon formed against you can prosper. But that's not true. But if I don't live in my tomorrow and you stab me today, I will die. But if I live in my tomorrow and you stab me today, I've seen my tomorrow and I know I didn't die. See, he's calling a company of people that understand the value of what it means to walk in him. To understand that dimension of purity that's connected to the life, the Zoe life, where all things are exposed and I see everything before it even takes place. And a matter of fact, I order the steps. Life comes from within our hearts as it is fed from the river of life with the Spirit. But not if it's fed instead from the world around us. In Matthew it says this, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, um, away what has been sown in his heart. We have to be really careful about the stones and the state of and conditions of our hearts. You know, it's not something that you can govern outside of your, your soul. It's something you have to govern in your spirit in Christ, seated in heavenly places. We've divided soul and spirit. That was your first step. Now, now according to Hebrews 4.12, the second step would be uh, understanding the, the marrow and the joints. But I wanted to skip that step and make that the third step. And when we do it next week, you'll understand why. But your second step is to purify your heart. Because once I have access into the kingdom of heaven, and it's through your imagination. I don't know, I can't say that any longer and harder. The inward sight, inward sight, inward sight, inward sight. It's through your inward sight. It's not, well, when, upon, when I sit in my prayer room and God comes upon me and takes me into the spirit, then it will happen. No, it's when you desire it. When you desire it, it will happen. When is that? Now. How do I do that? Through your inward sight. Through allowing your spirit to show your soul what it's busy doing. Well, I want to see my soul and my spirit divide. See it. Don't wait for it to happen. See it. You are the one that creates your life in the pattern that's supposed to be according to what's written on your scroll. It's not just going to unfold. It's not just going to happen for you. You have to purposefully plan it according to where you're at and how desperately you want it. If it was just going to happen, then we just don't have to do anything. So we are beginning to understand in the logic of this it's not just going to happen. You have to aggressively, violently, forcefully desire it. And nothing can stop you. Nothing can come against you. Nothing can block you. Nothing can let this not happen because I'm in charge and I'm not going to allow nothing, no Satan, no demon, no man, no woman, no child to come against what I believe Yahweh's opened up for me to run in. So what time do we have, sir? Keep going. Keep going. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I'm going to read this again. Listen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Because we have not fulfilled our eternal destiny, we are disappointments, and we have, to, we, are, we have disappointments in our lives, 
which brings sickness to our hearts. When I understand that Yahweh has opened up the heavens for me to go into that tree of life, to understand what that brings. And a matter of fact, I need you to have this in your head right now. You are a tree of life. Zoe life, you are a tree. How many of you know that? Once you understand that you are a tree and that you carry life and that in the fullness of the heavens you receive Zoe life, you understand the value of what Yahweh has placed on you. He says that when you begin to walk in the fullness of what I have desired for you, you will see the reflection of my image as people get to eat of you and drink of you. Well, that's a blaspheme statement right there. But listen, it's not because I'm like Yeshua. What I carry in this earth gives life to anybody and everybody that touches me. When I walk into a building, there's a shift. When I touch a hand, no matter what the thought pattern is, but let me tell you, it used to be all kinds of things. But it is no longer that. I have an unexpressive, unexplained love for every man, every woman and child that I cannot bring to understanding in the natural. It is a supernatural love that Yahweh gives when you've divided soul and spirit. <coughs> because when the heart is pure, it loves all things. Now, I don't have to like everybody. How many of you understand that? And I follow Yeshua in this. I don't like the Pharisees and Sadducees. But he died on the cross for them. That means that he loves them. <clears throat> but it's my responsibility as one who has divided soul and spirit, that has divided the thoughts and intent of the heart to love those around me, no matter what I think of them personally. <clears throat> God wants to restore and heal your heart. He wants to restore and heal you. Instead, let us draw from the tree of life, as it says in the second half of this verse, the tree of life is the garden of God, and it's always as it always was, and we can access it today for our hearts to be right. Out of this tree of life, I am guaranteed to receive Every restoration needed for me to be propelled into what I need to be according to the purity Yahweh has desired my heart to operate in. Because out of the purity of your heart, your soul and your body will follow. You guys okay? Yes. For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And piercing as far as to the vision of soul and spirit and both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Our hearts has thoughts and intentions. We need to be aware of what it's motivating, what is motivating us. You know, we have had so many discussions and religious wars over tattoos, earrings, abortions. <clears throat> what else is there? Clothing, makeup, dresses. What else is there? All kinds of weird and explicit and explainable crazy things that we have issues with. But Yahweh is really saying to the pure, all things appear. We are beginning to understand, well, what is your motive for wearing that dress? What is your motive for getting a tattoo? What is your motive for getting your ears pierced? 
What is the motive for you to have your hair like that? What is the motive that you carry for wearing those shoes? What is the motive behind what you're doing? Because that's the thoughts and intent of your heart. Because you can't see what my attitude behind it is. You can't see what my motive is. But when I've been purified, when I've been set apart, then what I do, I do out of a pure motive. Now, yeah, I want to give you an example. And I know that no one's going to like this example, and I do not care. But it makes a statement. It says, do not tattoo your body like the heathens did to please their gods. What it didn't say was, don't tattoo your bodies. It's like I say to my son, do not do your hair like your friend does. Now you can take that statement and make many, many arguments with it, but what I'm not telling him not to do, I'm not telling him not to do his hair. I didn't tell him not to do his hair. I told him not to do his hair like his friends. Because there's a motive behind the way you do things. So did Yahweh tell us not to cut your hair, not to trim your beard, not to do the things that the heathens did? No, it's the motive in which they did it. They did it to please their gods. Can we do these things out of your religious view? Yes, you can, but it's the motive of your heart. And when you're pure, when you're set apart, when you've divided soul and spirit and you've taken the thoughts and intent of your heart and purified it through the intense desire that Yahweh has poured into you, you will find your motive shifting from what it used to be to what it's supposed to be. Does everybody get earrings? No. Does everybody get tattoos? Probably not. Can everybody just wear whatever they want and do whatever they want? Probably not. But if you do get to that place, it's your motive and your desire. And Yahweh says, I put my desires in your heart. Why? Because once His desires is in your heart, it's because your heart's been purified. Once your heart's been purified, the things you do, you do because that's what you want to do according to His perfect will for you. You don't do things because you just want to do it. You do it because you know according to your desire that He's placed there. The things you do is going to bring life to you. He says this, I put my laws within them and on their hearts I will write it and I will be their God and they will be my people let me just tell you something quickly the laws he's talking about is not ten commandments right ten more minutes can you guys do ten more minutes the laws he's talking about that's not ten commandments we understand the ten commandments was never meant to be ten commandments are you trying to change the word brother no I'm getting into the root of the reality of the truth. Instead of just trying to read a book out of my own mindset if it was written in Hebrew. I'm not a Hebrew. I can brew. But even that's not a specialty. <laughs> that means make coffee. <laughs> and because I'm from another country, I enjoy instant coffee. More than brewed coffee. Because I don't know why, but American brewed coffee, I'm sorry, it's just not up to standards in the rest of the world. But the laws which are in those principles of the kingdom, it's, it's something completely different. You get the laws of Zion, you get the laws of Jerusalem. These 24 laws is connected directly to the 24 elders. How much 
scriptures there about the 24 elders? Let me think about it. Uh, nothing. We know that they cast their crowns before the throne of Yahweh. That's about it. And that they are at the throne with Him. But when you begin to engage them, you understand that there's laws connected to them, revelation of intense, to intense propulsion for you as a son. For example, out of the law of Jerusalem, you have the law of the spirit of life. You have the law of sin and death, the law of love, the law of faith, the law of sowing and reaping. The law of first mention, the law of firstborn, the law of abundance, the law of justice, the law of righteousness, the law of adjustment and the law of grace. Now these are not laws like you shall do this or thou shall die. It's a law like whatever goes up has to come down. And these laws are not as we understand them on the side of the veil. These laws propels into a whole other dimension of truth and value from outside of the views that the 24 elders carry. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Now let me tell you, this is, I'm not talking about your lustful, perverted desires that you crave on the flesh side of who you are. He's talking about the desires that He's already placed in you from eons of time before you were sent in your mother's womb. Those secrets, those intents are unlocked when you engage in the vice, soul, and spirit so that he can begin to pour into you the petitions of your heart as you were a son walking on ancient paths with him as Yahweh. If I delight in him, the desires of my heart will then be the desires of God that God has for me, which are written on my scroll. I do not want my heart's desires to be those that have shaped me or came from my past generations or from the uh, experiences of life. I want them to come from the scroll of destiny that is in my heart. I need my heart transformed and changed so that his desires become my desires. In the intimacy and re of relationship that I can have and enjoy with God, I res uh, he, he restores my soul. You have to remind yourself that it's all about the restoration of your soul. Although it's all about dividing the soul and spirit so that my spirit can be free, so that my, my body can be free. But if, because if my body is still attached to my soul, what my soul thinks will affect it. If my soul and my spirit still bound to each other, what my soul uh, thinks will affect where my spirit goes. Why? Because my soul will not allow my spirit to go if it's still connected. That's why it's all about the transformation of your way of thinking, repentance. It's the transformation of your soul and the way that you understand things and perceive things. That's why everything he does is to get you to think differently. It's like he wants to do that. Shut up. Don't say another word. Just change the way you think. <laughs> he guides me in all things that he has written about me that I am to work out or outwork. He leads me according to these paths. I have to stay close to God, engage with Him, and allow Him to restore my soul. See, He restores my heart and brings it back into its original intent and purpose so that it can affect everything else on my being. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
He restores my soul. He guides me into the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. See, we begin to understand what it means to take your thoughts and intent. Take that, that thought and divide the way you perceive things. Your attitude, <clears throat> your perception, the value you carry, the things that's hidden from everybody around you. Let me tell you something. There's a very intense thing that I've been trying to focus on and I've never forced anybody to do it. Sometimes I do, depends on who you are. But it is to always uh, hug heart to heart. Now, it's not always that easy because we've been conditioned to do everything wrong. So it's a natural response for men to do shoulder to shoulder, away from the heart. Everything happens away from the heart. Women, it's all away from the heart. But when you start understanding the value of heart to heart, because see, we are one. We are one body. We're not meant to be separate as we are. Now, there's a difference in the knowing that I have with my wife and the knowing that I have with my child and the knowing that I have with you. Each of those knowings is a different value. But yet in the same breath, his desire for us is to know each other, to be intimate, to understand that we are literally one body that carries his glory. And when one is hurt, Everyone's hurt. So when we transfer that full glory that we carry as spirit beings to each other all the time, there's constant healing taking place in all of us. But we have been conditioned by the earth because the frequency is off to hug away from the heart. So that there's no connection, there's no uh, frequency exchange and there's no healing that takes place. But once the heart connects, no matter with who, Matter of fact, I will urge everyone in this room to begin to hug heart to heart. Oh, but I don't want no demon to be transferred. Uh, no. Most demons don't want to come near you. So we don't understand what we carry. This is not the same level as what we've had on this side of the veil. On this side of the veil, all we did was gave them attention and they wanted to be around us all the time. On this side of the world, we establish governance as sons in creation. They become nullified. They become invisible. They are no longer seen, touched or felt. They lack no authority. They have no power. They only have residence under my feet, sucking on my toe jam. There's no place for them. They are defeated. They have no feet. They are disarmed. They have no arms. They are old and wrinkly and they are dying daily. Yes. Satan is not even an option. He's already been defeated. He's already nullified. My problem and my enemy is not any demonic entity but death. Death is my last enemy. Nothing else has an effect on me because I operate on this side of the world. When I come into the atmosphere, everything bows to me. Oh, but you are way too arrogant. Of course I am way too arrogant. My, my, my daddy is God. <laughs> but everything else understands who I am. It's just my brothers and sisters that doesn't. This is my brothers and sisters that look at me and think, oh, you're way too arrogant. No, I'm, I'm being normal. What are you doing? I'm telling you, you're scafaffling. <laughs> Let's stand. How are you guys doing? Same process. But this time, although we need the sword, the sword has shifted into a different place. Uh, and last week we took the sword and we divided soul and spirit. That happened. But now you want to present your heart to the throne of Yahweh, where He begins to cover it, He begins to overshadow it. 
in the covering and overshadowing of your heart, it's purified. The thoughts and intent is divided. Let me tell you something. Yahweh wants you to begin to understand. The way my brain is connected to my heart and my soul is no longer the same. I no longer think with my brain. I think with my heart. So my heart being purified through the glory and the fullness and the fire of Yahweh is what establishes my soul, the process, or allows my, my soul the process of change. So that's what I want to do. So right now, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to step into the kingdom of heaven. I want you to step into the throne room. <coughs> Yahweh is sitting in His full glory and all He wants to do is take you the way you perceive things, the way you understand things, the way you look at things. And he wants, he wants to bring you to that place of purification. He wants to take your heart, the way it was conditioned, <coughs> the way it's perceived things, the way it was molded and folded into a shape that's not the same as what he wanted it to be. I want you to take that heart. I want you to literally give it to him. Hand it over to him. And he even says that. He says, I will take this heart of stone, this rock, this hard place, and I'll make it flesh. I will purify it. I will justify it. I will literally take every aspect of every pain, every ache, every, every depression, every suppression, of it, every oppression you've ever gone through, every, every wrong thought that has entered into your heart, that has affected the way you think, that has affected your body and who you are. I am purifying and cleansing and cleaning right now. I want you to see that division. I want you to think of somebody that you have... And so many times in your life, hugged with a grieving in your spirit, knowing that I don't even like this person. I don't even want to be around this person. And do it again. And I guarantee you, the thoughts and intent of your heart has changed. Understand the difference. I don't have to like everybody, but I want to be around everybody. I don't know if that makes any sense. But Father, in this place today, I ask that you will literally take everyone in this room into that place of transformation. Into that place where who we are as body, soul, spirit, completely divided into three, reunited in you and established full governance as the being that you've created us to be back into our fullest state, literally coming into creation, governing, realigning and propelling things back into position. Father, we love you, we praise you and we glorify you for this day in the name of Yeshua. Amen.